What's going on, guys? Welcome to Game Breaker with my guy, Edwin, the dopest sports podcast in the world, bro. What's going on, man? How you been? Wait a second. Is is my guy back again I, for the look, man, first it's time? It's been a long time. time. It's been a long time, but we Yo. are revamped. We are oh. revamped. And oh. look, man, we oh. close back. This is the year of okay. Game Breaker. Or can I even say year? What? What do mean like July? It's about to be halfway. Like we're basically halfway through the year. So this is yeah. half the year of Game Breakers. You yeah. feel me? Watch it till yeah. now till January, bro. Hey, ain't no way. Yo, I know you guys have been hearing my voice. And you're like, wait, who's this guy opening? And now we're back to normal again. Isn't this great? The band yeah. is back. I'm happy. Man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Like you were doing this alone for like a little bit, man. Like you was holding yeah. it down. I mean, definitely. Yeah. Uh but look, man, you got a lot to talk about today, bro. But you didn't even tell me how you were. Like, I asked you a question, bro. I was like, how are you? Bro, you was completely it ignored it. It doesn't matter. I felt so good at your back now. That's what okay, it is. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. You know, That's doing great game breakers with my guy is just like ineffable. It's just yes, sir. kind of feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't replace the feeling. So, glad to have my guy back, bro. Seriously. Yeah, man. But look, I want to talk about real quick before we even start, really. I know that I wasn't here the past few weeks, but <laughs> what a was month, going on? A month As a Jets fan, just real quick, what was going on with that Sam Darnold? I mean, no, not Sam Darnold. My fault. The Zach Wilson news that kind of broke probably like a week or so about like his mom's friend or something like that. Like, I didn't even get to talk to you about what you thought about that. And I know it's like a, and I know it's like a week or two old. So bro. I don't want to spend too much time on that. But like, what do you think about that? Relax, 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 bro. Relax. Listen, my boy Zach Wilson was training with the with the Mandem. Okay, he was over here throwing darts and training with his receivers. I'm not even sure. I, I didn't hear anything that that led me to believe that it was it was real. But well, like that's what hit. Well, okay. So apparently, what happened was his ex girlfriend, right, is now mm-hmm. dating his best friend from college. So like yeah. people were kind of, like so people were kind of calling her like a homie hopper. You you know like mm-hmm. how that goes. Mm-hmm. And then she said, "How could she be the homie hopper?" When he's sleeping with his mom's best friend or something like that, like when he cheated with his mom, so that's mm. where that came from. Uh, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I believe in my guy Zachy. You know what I'm saying? I believe in my guy. I Zachy. mean, but did he ever deny it? He didn't. He didn't acknowledge it. To be honest, I don't think he acknowledged it. I just he just came out here one day saying I was uh, training with the boys. What I missed. That's what he said basically. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That means that like, he know what's going on. Because no, he don't. Like, no, he don't. Crazy. If yeah. it was something crazy, he definitely would have denied it. He was like, nah, I'm going to let this one rock. <laughs> maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. But what a man. Just joking. Yeah, man. bro. You know, like, it maybe like, want to bring it up because CJ Uzama wore a shirt kind of. And, and I'm guessing that that shirt was made because of, like, that whole thing that was going on about, like, the other uh, week. So I was like, hmm, let me see what Edwin thinks about that. Because, like, that's, that's kind of mm. funny. I mean, I remember uh, seeing people, like, they were saying, oh, yeah, like, CJ, like Uzama is already blah, 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 whatever. But. Eh. I mean, look, it's it, it is. It's nothing wrong with like an older woman, though. Of course not. If that's what you like, that's what you like. You know what I'm saying? You just can't go below. You can't go. You gotta go up. You can't go down. You know? What I'm yeah. Saying? Nah, I yeah, yeah. I definitely yeah. do think that maybe it's a bit weird if it really is his mom's best friend. That could be a little weird, mm-hmm. I guess. But hey, look, when you're Zach Wilson, I mean, everybody's kind of like on limits for you, right? Like nobody's off limits. Like if eh. you're a franchise quarterback in the NFL, right? I guess, but like, I don't want no distractions. Like, man, this is the year to ball out. Like, don't don't ruin the whole team mantra. Don't give us no nicknames. Don't put any distractions out there. It's gonna make us the same old Jets. I don't want none of that nonsense. All right, so just play ball, do your thing, train, and we get to it. 
That's it. But the thing is, though, you guys are always going to be the same old Jets, man. I mean, like, you guys are like a poverty franchise. I mean, like, there's nothing really to stop you from being a poverty franchise. Here he goes. No, here he goes again. You're a hater. You're a hater. Listen, I'm not hating. You know, I mean, like, the Jets aren't a serious, like, organization to where the standards are going to be dropped if he doesn't play that well. I mean, like, this this is just the Jets standard. So, you know, that's what it is. but you guys are, are trying to change it, though, and you guys are doing a pretty good job. I'll give you some credit, you know, having a good offseason so far. I'm excited for preseason to start, though. I can't even lie, you know. Um, usually, like, I'm not even that big into preseason after, like, the first series because, like, the starters usually come out. But I don't know. I feel like football season ended so long ago, so I'm just kind of, like, itching for preseason football to come back so I can just of watch course. some kind of professional football. Like, I, I feel like I don't even remember what it even looks like to watch football on TV anymore. It, like, it's been that long. Like, it feels like... It's been crazy, bro. But you know what I mean, though? I, I love preseason football. Like, I watch every game. Every game from the first quarter to the end of the quarter. Like, you I, watch every game? game? Yes. You don't watch every game, right? Yes. Every Jets game, at least. Oh, yes. okay, okay. No, I thought you meant, like, every game, like, that comes on. I was about to say... Okay, kind but of what, what I would do is I would watch the highlights of every game, too. Cause I want to see who's going to be playing. I want to see who has a chance to make the team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Especially like when you have like some of those rookies in there that are kind of, you know, like the high first round draft mm-hmm. picks, second, third round picks that have like mm-hmm. a lot of promise, a lot of hype around mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Like it definitely is cool to see them get reps. And yo, oh, yeah. one thing that last preseason taught me just real quick was that, yo, I'm, I can't judge even if you have a, a bad preseason. Cause don't forget that Jamar Chase was looking terrible during preseason. Oh like, yeah. Remember that guy was dropping everything. Oh yeah. And then so week was one came, well. yeah, and then week one came and it was like, Boom. I, I think a lot of people were not expecting him to have the year that he had, though. So, you know, I don't look too much into preseason, but it's just nice seeing live football after such, like, a long break, man. But hey. it is what it is. Now, look, Take real a drink quick. That. A drink, right? Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. 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 You know. <laughs> now, look, let's talk about it. Now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they did sign Julio Jones. So, one-year contract. I think it's a pretty good deal for the Bucs. I mean, you know, like, of course, they lost – Antonio Brown last season. Some people could say that, that that's a big loss. Some people would say that it's good for them because now he, like they don't have that distraction anymore. But, you know, with that void being open, they do fill it with Julio Jones. Now, tell me what you think about this deal, though. It, like, it is a one-year deal, $6 million with $8 million total, I guess, if you reach certain bonuses. But it's a base pay of six mil. And he'll be joining Tom Brady in the Bucks. I mean, tell me what you think. Julio Jones is a Hall of Famer, bro. Like, that's, that's the first off. He's a Hall of Famer to me. I mean, if you look at his numbers, right, 1,300, that leads all active players, right? He has three 1,500 seasons, only trails Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, of all people. One more thing. He has the third most ever, which is 1,871 yards in 2015. That's the third most ever in a season. Bro, five-time Pro Bowler. I mean, seven-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro. This guy about to be playing with Tom Brady. And Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Are you kidding me? You know, those snaps were about to be given to Russell Gage. Now it's given to Julio Jones. And you already know how I feel about Julio Jones. To me, he's a household name. His name will never die. And even though he is old, I think that he can honestly be a top receiver, the best receiver on any team, about half the teams in the league right now, if I'm being honest with you. That's how much I love Julio Jones. He's an alien, bro, with all due respect. He's an alien. And Tom Brady has gotten himself another receiver that can go up and get the ball tall, lanky, strong, fast. Can I name it everything? Like, I just can't. This guy is a – he's that dude. He's that dude. And the Buccaneers, they might be they might be contending for a Super Bowl again. You know, like, that, that's year, like, with the team that they have right now, it was it was there 
But now with Julio Jones, it's like up here, bro. It's like up here. Well, to be honest, even without Julio Jones, they were still going to be competing for the Super Bowl. They didn't really need him, but of it course, didn't. you know. But of course, adding him can't uh, hurt you. But I kind of think that you're a little uh, over exaggerating the impact that Julio Jones is going to have. I mean, he's going to walk in there, and I don't know what Chris Godwin's injury uh, thing is like, but I, I thought that he was healthy enough to come back to training camp. So I'm assuming that he'll be out there week one, uh, Chris Godwin. So realistically. Julio Jones is wide receiver three on that team at best because uh, he's not better than Chris Godwin. He's not better than Mike Evans at this point in his career. Now, overall, career-wise, yes, he's far better than those two. But just in terms of what he's done or what he's doing recently, you can't say that he's better than them at the moment. Uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you on the point that, you know, he would be most of the league's best starting wide receiver. I don't think so anymore. But Half, again, half, half. Not we'll, most we'll, half. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll half. I don't agree with that. Um, I think that he could be a wide receiver two for most teams in the league, but like that wide receiver one, I don't think that he can do that anymore, but I will say that I think that it is a good signing for the Bucks because with that being said, with all the weapons being there, Julio Jones is going to have a lot of pressure taken off of him. He's going to have a lot of the field open for him because again, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin at this point are better than him in their careers. So, you know, it's not going to be as much emphasis on Julio Jones, who for most of his career has been seeing uh, like double teams for most of the games. So now, you know, he's going to have a chance to be one-on-one with linebackers, with corners, with safeties. And I think that he will be able to take advantage of that. Uh, and I also think that he will be able to kind of uh, like replicate Rob Gronkowski's touchdown uh, loss kind of because Rob Gronkowski's gone. So, you know, you add Julio's another big body that could be in the end zone. And I think that he'll benefit there as well. But, you know, for me, I don't, I don't expect Julio Jones to do nothing crazy. I think it's a great move, but I don't think he's going to go crazy. I think he'll probably have about 700 to 800 yards and about five, six touchdowns next year that's with Tom Brady kind of spreading the brown. Huh? That's crazy. <laughs> well, no, but not how that's no. crazy. No, wait. Well, how you were just gassing like him up. I thought you were going to say something like you expect him to get like a thousand yards. No, of and, course not. Well, but bro, like you have to understand like how you were kind of playing up like him. He's that dude. I'm, I said, I told but you, I'm not that guy to Julio Jones. But Julio's not that guy anymore. He can be with the right coach, with the right, I mean, QB. He can be. No, he can't be because, like. You only said that because he was playing Ryan Tannehill last year, bro. Okay, what was he doing in his last few seasons in Atlanta? Putting up numbers. He was injured a bit, but he has Yeah, but he's not what he, but he not, but he's not what he was. That's what I'm saying. He Like, he's not going to ever be the Julio Jones that we're used to seeing. He will still be productive because, because, and I agree with you. He is still one of the better wide receivers in the NFL, but we're not going to see Atlanta Falcons, Julio Jones in Tampa. Like, of course you kind of compare it to like a James Harden kind of situation. Like in terms of he'll still be productive, but he's no longer that, you know, 30 points per game player. If, if, like, if, if that makes sense to kind of put it in comparison. Oh, no. I mean, James Harden, I know Julio going to show up in the playoffs. I'm not sure about James Harden, bro. Like Julio going, he going to do his thing in the playoffs regardless of what happens. I'm just saying, that's my guy. That's my uh, guy. Hands up, bro. Hands up. I mean, oh, look, he ain't do enough. Falcons ain't won a Super Bowl yet. Or since he was there, he ain't won the Super Bowl. You saw what he did in that in that Super Bowl game? Or was that the only one watching? Was he not going crazy in that game? But what was the end result? I'm he said he didn't do enough. He did he did his job. He did but his job. Won. Okay, but, but, but you said he didn't do enough. I said yeah. he did. Yeah, but but if they lost, then that means that he could have did more. Oh my god. That's not no, that's not how it works. <laughs> what are you talking about? Hey, look, 28 to 3, 28 to 3 lead going into halftime. What was the offense doing? Was Julio Jones not playing that second half, or or was he subbed out the who whole took second the sack? half? Huh? Who took the who took the sack in the in the, in the Super Bowl? Wait, wait, bro, 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 but you're talking about one play. What happened to the 
like to the, all the other drives. Who, who took the sacks? Where was Julio? Hold on, wait. Where was this great wide receiver at that second half? I'm just you asking. You want to put up his numbers or what? Like, I'm just I'm asking the question. Put up his numbers. Okay. Come on no now. Points scored in the second half, twenty-eight to three, blew that lead, and he has to take some blame for that as well. So as I said, so not it's obviously teams. not all on him. Nah. But when you're the best receiver in the NFL, when you're a Hall of Famer. This is the expectation that people put on you is that in the biggest games, you're supposed to perform for the whole game. He didn't perform the, the second half, and neither did anybody else on the on the Falcons. So I'm not just blaming him, but he didn't do enough. Because it because then if he did enough, they would have scored in that second half and they possibly would have won. So you're a Julio that's Jones all that I'm hater. saying. You're a Julio Jones hater. But do you okay. think that the Bucks are now like the best team in the NFC? Because for me, it's still the Rams. No, the Bucks even with this signing of Julio Jones, like it's still the Rams to me. I'd still kind of put up there. Um, I think that the Rams still have a better receiving core. You could possibly argue, no, it's about equal. I think that the only thing that the Bucks really have, like over the Rams, for me, nah. for me right now, is quarterback play, mm-hmm. and maybe and maybe and maybe running back. But I do like Cam Akers as well. We're gonna see how how he comes back from injury. But to me, I think mm-hmm. that the Rams are the best overall team in the league. I would have to disagree with you, to be honest. I think that the, the, the receiving core, I give the edge to the Bucks. I think the quarterback play is about even. I think the offensive line play is better than the, the Rams right now. The defense as a whole is better than the Rams right now. So, yeah, nah. I'm going to give it to the Bucks. I think the Rams how have is the, Hold on, wait. How is the Bucks defense better than the Rams defense right now? They're they're projected to have the Bobby top, Wagner, Jalen Ramsey. That's it. And Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald. That's, that's about it. What? What do you mean? Like that? Wait, how? Wait, okay, wait. So wait, so who on the Bucks is kind of on those three players level? Even I mean, I, I they have, oh listen, but they I don't have think that the Bucks players. have three players that, or even have one player that's on the level of those three alone. No, that's fine. But they have mm-hmm. in better impact players. I won't deny that. But they have a better overall defense. They're gonna have a top ten secondary this year. Defense line is going to be great this year. Wait, why but is that? Why? Wait, why is the secondary going to be top ten? Because because their secondary last season was pretty terrible. So like now injuries. So now all of a sudden it's going to be top ten. There were injuries last year, and they they retained Carson Davis too. He's one of the better cornerbacks in the league. Yeah. Had injuries last season, and the linebacking core is better than the Rams. So that's another thing too. Uh, the overall the defense is better, and they're being led by Todd Bowles, and we already know how Todd Bowles gets down. What so is Todd Bowles even what does that even mean? What do you mean Todd Bowles gets down, bro? He's a failed head coach. What are you talking about? He, okay, but he's not a failed defensive coordinator. Well, oh, okay. Well, okay. I, I'll give you that because he's won okay, Super Bowl, then. right? Because he won a Super Bowl with the Bucks, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'll okay. So I won't say and that he's a failed defensive. He can uh, go the route. He can go the route of giving Tom Brady the offensive snaps. I mean, he's going to be a head coach, that figure anyway, but he's going to focus more on defense. We know that already. Yeah. So that's going to be his play calling in general. Are you drinking Kirkland? I'm oh. drinking water. Like, oh, I don't think it really matters. Like, oh, dear. Oh, no. You got to get yourself some Poland Spring, baby. Like, oh, is water not Poland? water? I, like, I'm confused. Nah, nah. You got to. Oh. Water is water, bro. Cut the whole show. Cut the whole show, please. No, no, no. This is crazy. Yeah, nah, but I- I'm still going to rock with the Rams, though. I think that the Rams should still be considered the favorites to represent the NFC and Super Bowl. Um, I think that the Bucks, you know, they do have Tom Brady, and, you know, you can never count them out. So I think it's just between, like, one of those two teams, which is crazy, because I think the NFC is kind of stacked, if you think about it, because there's about three, four teams that, that you can make the argument for. No, actually, no. Actually, no. Stacked? What? Are you crazy? Well, Sorry. anytime that you're not really sure – on which team to pick, you you can't say that it's not 
stacked in the sense of you like it's like there's no clear and cut obvious choice of who will represent the NFC. There are three, there are three good teams in the NFC right now that Maybe. I would say have a chance for the Super Bowl. The Bucks, the Packers, the, the Rams. That's it. There's no other team that's on the level. Every other team is playoff bound, maybe, but they're not even that good, to mm. be honest. Compared to the AFC, there's different quarterback play, different teams in general that are way better than the, the NFC right now. It's not stacked. Uh, not stacked. Come on, it's not stacked, bro. It's not stacked. All right, all right, all right. I mean, well, for me, I don't even think that the Packers are going to be that good this year. I think that there'll be a drop-off a little bit. Aaron Rodgers has no help. Okay, but the who's he throwing the ball to, bro? His wide receiver one is uh who's number 13? Alan what's the guy's name? Yeah, (laughs) like that that's his wide receiver number one. Like the Packers have failed to even give this guy help. They have not drafted a skill position player in the first round in the last 20 something years. I get that, but the defense is gonna be crazy this year, though, which is good. And you know, if Aaron Rodgers is that guy, which he is, he can elevate those receiver play that he has. I assume he has a good running pack core anyway, so it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I low key think fine. that the Cardinals are, are gonna be better than the Packers. Come on now, that's a stretch. They might even make the playoffs this year, bro. No, all right, relax, relax. Might, I'm, like, serious. Like, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm so serious. I don't want to get into that because you know. Sick of time, but listen, we'll talk about that for another day. I'm not, they're not making the playoffs this year. Maybe, maybe not. Not for me. Yeah. Not for me. Like, so real quick, tell me what you think that the Packers record would be, though. Like, with this current roster that they have right now, what do you think that it'd be? 13 and 4. 13 and 4? Yep. Mm. I think I'd go 11 and 6. Okay. Yeah. A like- low of 11 and 6, higher 13 and 4. Okay, right that's fair. Yeah, no, definitely not like a losing record though. Like, let's not no, get crazy now. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers coming back, but I do think that 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 they are going to feel the loss of Devontae Adams though. I think that's but like, that's for the Cardinals. Eleven to six is their high. <laughs> you feel me? Eleven to six is their high. Now, I think is their low. I think about twelve wins is fair for the Cardinals. Ooh, no, last what? year was a fluke. Last year, oh no, I would have. I was a that. fluke. No. That's a top, wait, hold on, wait, bro. That's a team that has. First off, that offense is better than what the Packers' offense can. So you can say that they probably score more than the Packers will, and their defense is pretty solid as well. So I don't really understand where you could say that the Packers will do good, but then the Cardinals will struggle, and it's a fluke. Defense is not the defense. Yo, Aaron Rodgers Rodgers would sell his left hand for that Cardinals offense. Okay, let's not get that confused. Wait, what? That Cardinals offense is better than the Packers offense. They have a better receiving core. Their running back core is not better than the Packers. Offense line is mediocre. What's your what the heck? Their offensive line is not mediocre. It's a, like it's a solid offensive line. Bro, it's, it's, offensive co- line. it's masked by Kyler Murray's playmaking skills. It's not that good. Oh my goodness, bro! It's not that good. Bro, it doesn't matter what your playmaking skills are. If your line's not good, line. you don't have time to do anything. The line gives Kyler Murray enough time to even make the decisions to want to run or throw the ball. So he's average. Bro, come on now. Nah, like you're come on. Like you're kind of drawing it, bro. Okay, okay. Speaking of offensive line, let's talk about Sam Donald, Sam Donald and Baker Mayfield and what they'll be going through next season. Hey, look, they're not be going through anything. I do actually want to bring up uh the quote that Sam Donald said. Uh so I guess he was asked by uh reporters on his relationship with Baker Mayfield, okay. and he said that the two of them were cool and that in their eyes were both the starting quarterbacks for the team right now. So what I want to ask you is who do you think? Is going to be the starting quarterback week one for the Carolina Panthers. 
This should be good because I Sam well, let Donald. me see. Sam Donald. 100%. 100%. Listen, Sam Donald, as I said before, has an advantage over Baker Mayfield. He knows the system, knows the players, he knows the coaching, right? Maybe a new offensive coordinator will play a role as to them being on equal playing field. But for right now, Sam Donald has the edge, in my opinion. Now, it's not to say that Baker Mayfield won't get any playtime next season because what I think is Sam Donald's going to start week one. He's going to play okay. Then he's going to make a couple of mistakes. And then they're going to spiral out and give Baker Mayfield a chance to start and win him some games possibly. Like, ultimately, though, Sam Donald, for me, has the edge. Baker Mayfield's going to come in and compete, which is fine. That's his job right now. But Sam Donald has the continuity in chemistry right now. It is what it is. Okay. So I think that you're wrong. Because what do you think that? Because Sam Donald's a bum. Um, now I think it's kind of funny though that the Panthers have two of the top three picks uh from the 2018 draft, and they both have not really panned out. Is that not crazy? Like did you because back then how people were talking about Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold was that these guys were gonna be franchise changers, especially Sam Darnold. I think people thought that he was the best quarterback in that draft. Um, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, but Mm Whatever it didn't, it hasn't worked out in New York. Didn't really work out in Cleveland for Baker. But I think it's pretty obvious that Baker Mayfield is the better of the two quarterbacks here. I mean, like let's be real. Baker Mayfield is more versatile. Like Baker Mayfield can move a little bit more in the pocket. He can move like more outside the pocket. Sam Donald's a one-dimensional quarterback to me. Have you ever seen Sam Donald? I mean, no, I think I've seen him do like a couple good runs. But he, I don't think he has the mobility of a of a of a Baker Mayfield, in my Ooh. opinion. So I think that Baker can give you a bit more. Now, as I was saying. Sam Donald's a bum, bro, and he's not good. He's not good. He's he's not a good quarterback. At best, Sam Donald is is the number two. You know, I don't think he'd be bad if he's your backup quarterback. The guy had nine touchdowns last year and about 13 interceptions. He's not the guy. Even in the system, he's shown that he's not the guy. He's shown that the system does not play to his strengths last season. So, to me, you know what you have in Sam Donald with Carolina, right? You have nothing to lose at this point by just going going with something different in Baker Mayfield, who's arguably the better quarterback. And I think week one, he will be starting for them because they do play who? The Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield's going to be. What does that mean? He could be very motivated. They just traded him. Like, they just got rid of him for Deshaun Watson. Like, he was there, and they told him, you're not good enough. So we're going to ship you to Carolina. He's going to be very motivated, especially week one. And 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 I think that, that, I think that that's what's going to give him the edge come uh, week one to be a starting quarterback. Now, I don't know about the whole season. But I know for that game specifically, I think you're going to see a very motivated Baker Mayfield. Because, he's, he's, of course, when you play against your former team, you always want to prove them wrong, especially if they're the ones that moved on from you for somebody else. So I definitely can see him starting week one because Sam Donald did not really help his case and even want to be the, the starting quarterback for this upcoming season with his play from last season, in my opinion. Oh, well, always, always with these crazy things you say. I don't understand, man. Sam Donald is a bum. Baker Mayfield is a bum. All right, those guys are on equal playing field. Sam Donald is a, is a not a better athlete than Baker Mayfield. He's a way better athlete than Baker Mayfield. What? Way better. He can he can run. He can make plays. Have you seen the plays he's made in the pocket compared to Baker Mayfield? Hold on, wait. It's what? nothing compared. So can nothing I ask you a question? Compared. Go ahead. So if they're both on the same playing field, name me one season that Sam Donald has had that's even better than Baker Mayfield's rookie season. Name me one season that Sam Donald has had that's even comparable to Baker's rookie season. That's Name me one. No, he has no comparable. Okay, season. now listen. But they, right now they're on the same plane. They're both. They're both not good. They, like trust <laughs> me, I don't want either one of them being my quarterback. Facts. So I'm not Baker saying Mayfield. that Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield is good. 
Baker Mayfield is an average quarterback. Sam Darnold is below average. Like, mm, like look, below average. Like Baker's right here. Sam Darnold's like right here. Like they're not that far off of each other. But Sam Baker Mayfield. No, but Baker. No, but Baker's still the better quarterback. Like, what are you talking opinion. about? Come on now. In your like, opinion. You just, no, what you know, you're just saying that because I'm not. You can the Jets. Oh, and look. We didn't forget Sam Chies. Sam Chies. You Shut did the hell right. Up. You and did right. I stick by the it. The only thing that Baker Mayfield was seeing, I mean, no, that Sam Darnold was seeing was ghosts. All Why right? He wasn't Sam Chies and nothing. Why do you always say this? Why? But, Why do you always say this, bro? Why? That's what he's most known for. He's oh ghost God. boy. Like, Whatever, bro, man. he's not. Point great. is, point is, great. Sam Darnold is going to start week one, like I said. Okay. And Bacon Mayfield is going to be a backup week one. Not playing against his Cleveland Browns team. Not doing that, okay? He's going to come in there, hold the clipboard until about probably week five, week six. What? Then we'll see exactly Bacon Mayfield come in and stink the joint up again. That's what's going to happen. All right? Because Sam Donald has the edge. It is what it is. No, they no. like him in the organization. He's a nice guy. He knows how to talk to the media. He brings no distractions. Bacon Mayfield, to be honest, yeah, he's calmed down a bit, but I don't know what I'm going to get from Bacon Mayfield at this point in time. But I, you I know, know what you're going to get from Sam Darnold, and you know that it's not good enough. So what do you I have mean, to lose? I I don't know what I'm going to get from him. No, I don't know what I'm going to get from him. But from at him. worst, Baker Mayfield can't do any worse than what Sam Darnold has done. So at worst, so at worst, you're getting the same level of production that you were going to get from Sam Darnold. No, Baker you Mayfield have nothing to lose. Baker Mayfield could do worse. You never know. Oh my don't, God. Don't, don't, like don't, do don't, 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 don't act like he's exempt from, from playing worse than Sam Donald. Please. Come on now. So Sam Donald started 4 0 last year, 3 0 last year. So are you okay? confident? Hmm? So are you confident? And Sam Donald starting week one? Yeah. Yeah. You can't be, bro. You, you can't yeah. be. Yeah. He's a bum. <laughs> 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 yo, yo, yo I, I tell you what, I'll bet you a dinner. If if Sam Darnold is starting quarterback for week one, I'll take you out to dinner. All right. And if Baker Mayfield starting, you gotta take me out to dinner. All right. All I'll right, make that you the not, restaurant too. The foodiest <laughs> restaurant too. You know what I'm saying? Yo, bring your ties, bring your suits, because we nah, going out bro, to eat. I'm about to have you taking me to Ruth Chris. Yeah, all right. Ruth Chris. Okay. And I want trip with steak. <laughs> Yo, you can't have that. No, no, you can't have that. I want some flaming yones. Stop Fla- saying. Oh, flaming- Yo, flaming wait, yone. bro. There is no way that Matt Rule just had to watch Sam Darnold play last season at quarterback, and then he gets an equally, if not more talented quarterback and says, let's go with Bake. I mean, let's go with Sam Darnold again. There is oh no way gosh. he does that, bro. Come oh on. Yes. I'm just telling you, bro. It is what it is. Sam Donald, you heard Rob? Yo, yo, yo. You heard what Robbie Anderson said when there were reports about Baker Mayfield coming to Carolina. No, that's what he said. No, keep my guy Sam Donald intact, and let's run it back again. Do you think he plays back? No. Then we bench him. That's it. So you don't think that that Robbie Anderson was probably saying the same thing when Baker Mayfield? No, I mean when Sam Donald was traded there. No, of course not. What? No. What? T- no. What NFL wide receiver wants to catch balls from Sam Darnold? Bro, he did it the year before. He did it the year before. You forgot? He did had you forget? Season. Did you That's forget? Season. Sam Darnold has nine touchdowns and 13 interceptions last year. Are you forgetting how he played last season? It was it was mediocre. And even mediocre? 
It was below <laughs> mediocre. And okay. even then, I was trying to give Sam Darnold the benefit. You remember last year when we talked about it, I was like, yo, I he could probably do good here because he'll have more weapons. He'll have, you know, like he like he's out of that New York system. And, you know, this is the best team that he's had. So he should perform. You remember, we both said this. We agreed that Sam Darnold would probably have a good year. Oh, yeah. And he flopped. Oh, yeah. But let me ask you a question, right? No. How does Baker Mayfield go from playing a great rookie season, quote unquote, to having a better coach and still playing mediocre with better talent? I don't understand. Well, he had those shoulder injuries. Oh. Well, I mean, he had to throw the ball. So, like, now, look, I never played quarterback. But I would assume your throwing shoulder being hurt would affect your play. Now, again, I don't necessarily care because the shoulder injury or not, I don't think that Baker Mayfield is like all that good, regardless. But I do think he is better than Sam Donald. If I had to pick out of the two to be my quarterback for next season, it'd have to be Baker Mayfield. Whatever. Sam Donald has literally shown you nothing throughout his entire career. He's literally not had one decent season. Not one. Stack about Poland Spring. So it doesn't really make sense. I mean, look, uh, and if I'm being real, I think um, after this season, I don't think that we really see Sam Donald play football anymore like that, if I'm going to be real with you, bro. He's going to retire? No, not retire, but he'll be like – but he'll, like, officially be a number two, like, in terms of, like, he'll play if somebody's hurt. But I don't think, like, we'll really see him getting a lot of snaps come after this season. Okay. Yeah, what because what's this? Like, wait, what's this? Like, what, like, year four or five? This is year four right, right, right yeah, now. Yeah, bro, and you know what the NFL stands for, right, Don? No, not for long. This is year five, so this is year five for him, buddy. Okay, yeah, year five. And, you know, the and the, and the and the NFL stands for not for long, bro. Like, you don't really get too many opportunities to keep being a number one QB for so long. So I think that that window for him is kind of coming to an end. And if and unless he balls out this year, which he won't, then, yeah, I think that he'll just be a backup quarterback, like, moving forward. He'll just be known as, like, a bust because he is a bust right now. Uh, Baker Mayfield is a bust because he's the number one pick. Uh, regardless of him having that good rookie year, I'd say that he is a bust because when you draft a player like number one and then you're trading him four years, five years later, it didn't work out. So to me, those three first round pick, no, well, those three first picks from the 2018 draft really have not worked out in terms of Saquon, Baker, and Sam Darnold. I mean, like all three have kind of missed. And if I'm being real, yeah. I think that Saquon has been the best pick out of those two. And He's been injured like his whole basically te uh, tenure with the Giants. So, yeah, no, nah, not really a good uh, first three picks for the 2018 draft. It's not looking mm, that Actually, you know what's funny? I think Baker was the best pick out of all those three. Do you? Well, I mean, yeah. So, okay. Well, you, but you can say that it's pretty even then in terms of Baker had a good rookie season, but Saquon had an amazing rookie season. Uh, you know, because like that rookie year, that put him into the top five, like running back, like conversation and but, then it's kind of just went downhill from there kind of similar to baker mayfield where he had that good rookie season and then it's kind of just went downhill from there so I, I mean i think it's about even but it's definitely not sam donald he's not in the conversation for the best out of those three but yeah i mean like those two is debatable okay fair enough fair enough fair enough running backs i tell you running backs the injuries yeah, like, like the injuries with the running backs is, is is serious i mean you know like as we saw uh yesterday with Chris Carson, you know, he had to retire, man. Um, Sad. and I didn't see that coming. I think that a lot of people were saying that he should be retiring because it seemed like every season there was something going on with this guy with his injuries. And you know, football is not the most important thing, man. I mean, you gotta think about your health. So, I mean, like, what do you think about Chris Carson retiring? I think last year, didn't he have to put like a screw in his neck or something like yeah. that? Last season, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, nah, man. And the thing with Chris Carson, like his play style is just insane. Like the guy hard nose. 
yeah, no, like he's a hard runner. So the way that he played, he'd end up killing himself, man. Like if he kept oh, yeah. playing. So I think it's the right move. You know, hopefully the Seahawks give him like a job, you know, let him make some good money. Hopefully he saved up his money throughout his playing days. So then that way, you know, he'd kind of be comfortable post-retirement. So it's interesting. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, Chris Carson was a, a running back that I love watching play because he was just so physical. Um, He knew how to gr- grind out yards. And he reminded me of Marshawn Lynch in a way, too. And they didn't really have a running game since Marshawn Lynch. So when he came in there and he started playing like that, I'm like, oh, here we go. Now they have Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Lockett. And now you have a running game behind that putrid offensive line. It's going to yeah. work out, you know. Yeah. But unfortunately, he got injured. The neck injuries is a serious injury as well, too. The neck injury, you cannot play with Yeah, all, man. Yeah, all. because like one wrong hit, next thing you know, you're paralyzed. It's you're just par- not yeah. worth it. Yeah, not worth that all. And I'm possible. not going to lie to you. I don't even think that he wanted to retire personally because yeah. I, I think that if he wanted to retire, I think that he would have done it earlier. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it's, you know, the doctors are probably telling him like Chris is not worth it. Maybe his family is kind of like, you know, like it's not like don't risk it. Mm-hmm. Um, But on a lighter note, though, I do think that that is good for what's the guy's name? Rashad Penny. Rashad, is that Penny. His name? Rashad, yes, Penny. Rashad Penny. You saw he ended last year, right? Oh, he yeah. On <laughs> fire. <laughs> and you have him in, in uh, our fantasy league that you oh, like. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he might not go off like the way he did last year. Don't tell him that you're going to keep him, though. No. Because you do a keeper league, and you can't waste one of your three keepers on him. No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm going to draft him probably again. I'm going to draft him. Yeah, probably. Because he he's a nice running back. Compliments. You know, he's not a bad running back. The only thing is that it's not going to be the same kind of feel of what it was yeah. last year with the quarterback play and the offensive line play. It might be a little bit different, so. His results may be different too next year moving forward, but you know Pete Carroll likes to run the football and play defense, so I'll keep him. Yeah, but the thing is though, he was a bust as well, like for he a was. long time, like because he, he was dropped in the first round a few years ago and he didn't yep. do anything. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. every year, like we were kind of seeing, oh, something was going on or whatever, and then mm-hmm. just like what the last month and a half of last season, he was going stupid. Yeah. Yo, he almost won you the fantasy league. <laughs> yeah. He almost did. Yo, shout out to my guy, Rashad Penny. (laughs) He was going crazy. That guy was dumping numbers. Yo. Yeah, man. I think that the stock frame is going to be pretty high, especially, you know, looking at Seattle. Who's their quarterback? Drew Locke. I mean, eh, the jury is still out on him, but right now it's not looking too well or too good for him, I should say. So, I mean, I expect Rashad Penny to get fed a lot. And as long as Mm. he can kind of stay healthy, I think he'll have a pretty solid year. Like, I can see him definitely cracking 1,000 yards if he's healthy. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Hey, yo, shout out to all those people who are trying to earn another contract. If you play good for three months, you can earn that one-year deal. You know what I'm saying? Word to my guy, Rashad Penny. Yo, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah, man. But do you think, real quick, sustaining on the Seahawks, how do you think that they'll do kind of, you know, no Russell Wilson the first time in a long time that he's not going to be in Seattle, you know, uh, going to Drew Locke? I mean – Oh. I remember coming out of Missouri, Drew Locke had a lot of promise. I remember a lot of people were kind of big on him, and I think a lot of people were a little bit shocked that he didn't even get picked in the first round. And But seeing how his career has kind of panned out, I mean, do you think that he can revive his career in Seattle? I think he could, he could play a little bit better than what he did in Denver. He'll have more opportunities. He might play in a different system, so things might be a little bit uh, different when it comes to his impact on the field. But ultimately, yeah. though, that roster, the, the coaching is good, but the roster itself, bottom five. Okay, so they're going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL next season, competing yeah. for a number one spot in the draft next season. So, yeah, it's not going to be a good season for them. They're going so to be you're... the worst team in the, in the draft. I mean, worst team in the, in the division. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to be competitive, in my opinion. No. Yeah, but I'm not going to lie. I think being the worst team in the NFC West, that's not really an insult. I mean, like, that division is stacked. 
Like don't like that's a stack. The Rams, let me let me let me, Tigers, let me give you some context. If they okay, were the man. if they were in the NFC East, they'd be the worst team. <laughs> yeah, nah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, yeah, <laughs> you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah. But like when you say like the worst team in like that in the, the NFC West, it's kind of like yeah, it's bad. But I mean, they're going against the Rams, the Niners, and yeah. the Cardinals. Like those three teams are stacked, mm. or not stacked, but they're very good teams. So. I mean, you know, but they do have DK Metcalf. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I thought that he would have wanted out. I didn't necessarily think that he'd want to stay. Me too. Uh, you know, but he seems like he's happy there as of right now. And I think next season he'll be up for a contract, right? Yeah. Coming up. Yep, coming yeah. Up. So maybe he's looking at it like, look, I'm going to try to ball out this year and get paid. I mean, what do you think that he'll do uh, this year with Drew Lockdown in center? Well, it's not going to drop. That's that's a fact. Like, it's not going to explode any, anywhere close to what he was with Russell Wilson. Same thing with Ty Locker. One of one of those guys is gonna drop substantially. Mm-hmm. Like it's not happening. I think one of those guys does not crack a thousand yards this year. So if I had to pick and bet, I'd probably say it'd be DK Metcalf because he's just more of a of a receiver favorite. But like, yeah, no, it's gonna be terrible next season for them. No, as far as just touchdowns and receiving yards and all that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I actually think that DK Metcalf is gonna have a pretty good season. I mean, last season he had just under a thousand yards and about what 10 to 12 touchdowns, I think, that he had last year. I think that what's gonna drop for him is his touchdowns, but I do think that his yards will kind of be in and around that a thousand yard range because I think he's a safe target for a quarterback like Drew Locke. You know, like he's a big body, he's a freak, he's like athletic, and I think that that'll be Drew Locke's like safety net. So, as in, like, if something's going wrong. His first read is gonna be DK Metcalf on mm. on like on like most pass plays. I think that his first read will be DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett's a very good wide receiver. He's very underrated, but I think with his like with his build and he's like because Tyler Lockett's kind of like a smaller like receiver, more so shifty, fast. Like he's not as big of a safety target as like a safe target as DK Metcalf is. So mm. I think that Drew Lock's gonna look for Metcalf more times than he'll look for Tyler Lockett next year. That's kind of why I kind of lean with. DK. Funny story before we move on. So yeah. I dropped the DK last year, right? You and did I was have DK, yes. Yeah, I was expecting these big numbers. Oh, Russell Wilson, everything's going to go well and great. Tell me why when Russell Wilson plays, Tyler Lockett goes off. I mean, this guy is unstoppable. Top mm. five receiver. Wilson gets injured. Geno Smith plays, and DK Metcalf goes off. And then Russell Wilson comes back. And he goes back to being a shadow again. It was so terrible. I just hated every minute of watching them play last year. But, I mean, things will be different this year, though. Yeah, and I think that it'll be Tyler Lockett that kind of suffers from that. Actually, I do think that didn't DK Metcalf, if I'm not mistaken, hold on before I say it. DK Metcalf, like, so Tyler Lockett had about 200 more yards, but DK Metcalf had about, like, two or three more touchdowns last season. So, I think they kind of were balanced out more so. I think for fantasy-wise, I think that DK Metcalf was still the receiver to have because those touchdowns give you a lot of points versus just the Mm -hmm. yardage alone. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, not too bad, right? Yeah, I guess. You know, for a a coach and Pete Carroll, he's going to have hope, right, that he's going to compete and and win or at least make the playoffs. But for me, not happening next year. So So no ring next season. No ring for the Seahawks next season. No no ring. No no playoff berth. No playoffs. No play-in. None of that nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Yo, actually, speaking of the play-in, you know what Terrence Ross said about the Magic in regards to them trying to make the playoffs next year, bro? Go ahead. Absolute terrible nonsense. This guy says, and I quote, I feel like everything we didn't have a season or two ago, we have. What? 
I'm literally shooting in the middle of my workout and just in my head thinking halfway through, I'm like, we could effing go to the playoffs this year. What the heck are you thinking? First of all, I'm not going to dispute the fact that the Magic got better this season. They got better. Mm-hmm. They did. But I look at every team in the East, and they got better. And they were yeah. the worst team in the East last year, <laughs> and they're still not better than any of these teams in the East. That's a shame. The Detroit Pistons, Detroit Bastards, that team, they are better than the Magic right now. Like, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on the Magic next year going into the playoffs? Like, the whole roster and how it's constructed. Do you think they have a chance to make the play-in next year? Well, um, so I think that you made a good point because even with the addition of Banchero, who I think is going to be a very good player, I think that's a very good oh, pick he's for them. Be a bucket. Yeah, it's going to be a bucket. Um, outside of him and Wendell Carter, Cole Anthony is okay. But to me, they don't have enough. They still are, in my opinion, the worst team in the East. I think that they need a lot of stuff to go right for them to even make the play-in. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with them aiming for the playoffs because you should always be aiming for the playoffs when you play in the NBA. I don't care even if you're on a team that's going to win one game. Like, to start the season off, you should be looking to compete at the highest level, not to just be getting bullied every single night. So I like these quotes from him. I like that the team is showing some ambition to do something that mm-hmm. they haven't done because I can't tell you the last time I saw the Magic in the playoffs. So, I, I think, yeah, 2011, man. So, what was I, like, what, like, 14? Mm-hmm. So, I, like, to me, I think that, you know, it's ambitious, but it's not going to happen. There's no way in hell. Um, Yeah, they still are the worst team in the East. They're not better than the Pistons. They're not better than the Pacers. They're not better than the Knicks. They're not better than the Wizards. Not better than the Hawks, Hornets. Yeah, no, like, that is just too stacked. And they'd probably be the worst team even if they went over to the Western Conference. So, they are just the worst team in NBA, if I'm being real with you. They are the worst team and. Hmm. I do think that what they had, they had 13 wins last season. I think they had 22 wins. They had 20 yet. Yeah, my fault. 22 wins. I think. That was I mean, my get the roster. Let me, roster. Let me yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I can say. Cole Anthony, Mo Bamba, Paulo Banchero, Bo Bo. That's four right there. Wendell Carter, Markel Fultz at six, Gary Harris seven, veteran kind of player. Um, you you did. You have Jonathan Isaac is going to come back. He was injured last year, so maybe he'll have some more minutes, I guess. Uh, Terrence Ross, of course, and the Wagner brothers. And don't don't forget my guy, Jalen Suggs, who struggled a lot last year, too. I mean, they have some talent, some young talent, but is it enough to be the second worst team in the East? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Probably I mean, not. But- I, but what I will say, though, to give the Magic some credit, I do think that they will have a better year in terms of maybe they'll get, like, two or three more wins, I think. Po- like, possibly Ooh. they can get about two or three more wins. Um, now, they, now the Pistons only finished, what, like, one game, like, above them in terms of wins? I think that the yeah. Pistons, you know, you see Cape Cunningham um, going into next season. They also have Dario. Well, no, whoa, my fault. I'm going somebody else. They also have uh, Sadiq Bey. They also just drafted Jaden Ivey. So their future is really promising. I think that the Pistons will be better. So, you know, to me, they can't make the playoffs. But I do like the mindset, though. I'm not going to lie. I, I like that mindset. Like, you, like, but could you blame him, though? No, I can't. But, listen, playing is, is realistic for any of these bottom-seller teams in the East. Hell but, no. Nah, I'm joking. Go ahead. It's, it's realistic. If you, I mean, if you play well, it, it's possible. You know, the going back a couple years ago, the Wizards made this nice run. They, they won, like, what, like 10 straight, and they made the play-in. It's possible. But not this year for me. I think that they have too much to go up against with the Pistons, the Pacers, the Wizards, who have made a lot of moves this season, I guess you could say, quote-unquote. And obviously you have the Hornets and Hawks who were occupying those playing spots last year. So, no, not possible. Yeah, and now that I'm looking at it, yeah, I'm kind of going to reiterate that point. The Magic are the worst team in the NBA. Um, 
I'm looking at all the teams here. I can't think of one team that I'd say that the Magic are better than right now. Uh, not even the Rockets. Ian, they had two more wins than the Rockets. But to me, because the Rockets only had 20 wins last season, Magic had 22. But even the Rockets, okay. I think, have a higher upside than the Magic at this point. I mean, I like Jabari Smith a lot. I think that Jabari Smith is actually going to be the best player. Uh, well, the best out of, out of those three, if I'm being honest with you. I mean, the guy could do everything. Really? Yeah, like for me, that Whoa. guy could do everything except for his handles are like a little bit weak. But mm, this is a 40% shooter from the – like, bro, this is a 40% shooter from the uh, three-point range in college, and he'll put you on a poster. There's nothing that he can't do offensively. And then he's going to be uh, playing with Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green, you know, so it's a nice young core there. Actually, that whole Houston core is young with um with yeah. that guy from Turkey that they dropped the last year at the other center. Then they have Josh uh, Christopher. Yep. And, well, they don't have Robert uh, Thing anymore. They traded him. But yeah. to me, that whole, like, Houston core, to me, that's a more exciting project than what the Magic are kind of uh, have going on there. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Better, but, better youth. Better youth. Yeah, but wishful thinking, though. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, I think Shaq... No, wait. You guys remember when the KD news first uh, came out and Banchero posted a picture on his story <laughs> of him and Kevin Durant? These guys are confident, bro. <laughs> These guys are confident. Ain't no way. Yo, I guess somebody didn't tell him that if KD was in or, like Orlando, he'd probably be in Brooklyn. <laughs> like, 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 You're not going to be playing with KD. You What? What type of nonsense? That's not how these things work, Paulo. Not work, my man, man thought he was playing my career. Like, right. it's just, no, bro, it's not no, happening. No, there's no, happening. there's no way in hell that KD was gonna be. They don't even have enough to offer. Like, no, what do no. the Magic have to offer to even get a player like KD? But I thought that no, was a bit funny though. So it seems like whatever they're sipping in Orlando is is a little bit too strong. I don't know mm. if weed's legal down there or whatnot. But hey, look, <laughs> I do prefer that than them just getting rolled over and them saying. Yeah, we're aiming for a top five pick next year. You know, go out there and, you know, and go surprise me. Like, surprise some other teams. You know, go make some runs. Let's make it competitive. But, yeah, I can't say that's going to happen. I'm not going to oh. lie. No ring for the Magics anytime soon. I don't think no that we'll ring. see the Magic win a chip in probably our lifetime, if I'm being real with you. No rings. No rings at all. Like, can you see them winning one in, like, our lifetime? No. 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 It's like, possible. What? But Let, no. Wait, like, what's, like, the average man's life expectancy? What, like, 60, 70? Yeah, that'd be, like, so about we got, like, what, me. like, 50 years, really, you'd say? So, do you think in 50 years, <laughs> the Magic won't win a ring? Within the 50 years, I see, like, about 10 to 13 playoff appearances. That's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Do you think that Banchero is going to be a good player, though? Of course. Yes. He's a, he's a bucket. He can score. Okay, okay. So do you think that he'll kind of be like, so like he'll be there, he'll like do really well, then he'll end up leaving, right? Like he'll want out because they're not going to be doing anything. Yeah, I think that his impact, it depends on his impact, right? So if he plays really, really well and they feel like they can build a team around him, then so be it. If he's like a Bradley Bill where he's just putting up these numbers and not winning games at all, then I would say that he was going to want out. Yeah, but what do you mean if they build a team around him? They have to build a team around him. Like they they, they, they have have to, but like. It, it, it's going to be a, a different kind of urgency if he plays better than what he was expected to coming out of college. Ah, uh, no, nah, I, I got you. Yeah, because I would say because drafting a player, number one, to not build around him makes absolutely no sense. Like, when you draft a player, number one, they are the centerpiece of that franchise. Like, yeah. like, like, like everything has to revolve around them. Hmm. But, yeah, no, no ring in the upcoming future for the Magic. It's not going to happen. And I think yeah. even if they did win a ring, some people might say that it's a fluke ring. 
because for some just wary, like people won't even try to like give them credit. Yeah. Kind of similar to like the Los Angeles Lakers, who in the bubble won that championship against your Miami Heat. Now, I've been yeah. seeing this discussion going around on Twitter. I don't even know why it's being brought up because they did win the championship. It is a championship. But do you think that that ring is valid in your opinion? And of try to give me is. an unbiased opinion because you're oh, – Come on. Out. Relax. Relax. Of course it is. If, if It's definitely real, guys. Like, I don't understand why people want to paint this picture about this ring not being real or being fraudulent because, listen, the, the amount of work that these guys have to put in, yes, I get it. They had this break where people were able to be healthy, just get some time off. But, bro, the mental that is on your brain when you're not playing with uh, the crowd and you're not playing with your fans and whatnot, and you have to keep on having this this bubble enclosed upon you and play basketball and be kind of forced to go play basketball, it's tough to do in itself. And these guys did that. They didn't get no haircuts. They were just team bonding, etc. everything. So for me, I look at that as it was tough to do so. Not that it was easy to do so because, yeah, people want to make the excuse that, oh, the reason why Tyler Hero balled out was because he had no crowd to ball up against. I get it. But still, these guys played tough. They played against the same teams that you would have played against if they were, you know, if it was a regular season, just travel would be involved. And don't get me wrong, there is some factor when it comes to the crowd noise and everything. But ultimately, if you're better, you're better. If you play hard, you could play hard and win the game. That's what happened. The Lakers did that. And it's so funny that it came within the bubble season. And I'm not sure if it's going to happen again with LeBron James winning another championship. But I think that they should be justified for the winning of the championship. And people should just lay off. Like, relax. It's a real chi- It's a real title. It's a real title, real championship. Don't be mad because your team doesn't have a ring, if that's what the case is. But they beat who was in front of them, the Portland Trailblazers, the Houston Rockets, and the Nuggets. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, in my opinion, it's pretty idiotic, the whole that it's not a real ring thing. Um, I think that just comes from people who are just mad that their team didn't win a championship. Because if anybody yeah. else – because, like, if it was your team that won, then that ring would definitely be real to you. So, Because oh, yeah. it's idiotic. <laughs> Everybody had the same advantages. And if anything, we saw a higher level of basketball being played in that bubble because there was no outside, like, distractions. Everybody was just hooping every day. Like, there was mm-hmm. no distractions. Like, you even seen T.J. Warren was looking like prime KD in that mm-hmm. bubble. Jamal Murray – was going off in that bubble. Tyler Hero was going off like in that bubble. Players were actually at their best. You can even argue Dame Litter was hitting half-court shots regularly in oh, the bubble. yeah, that guy was going That crazy. was a high. That was players. Like, that. what we saw in the bubble was NBA players fully locked in. Mm-hmm. Locked with no distractions. Mm-hmm. Locked. Nothing else to do but hoop. hoop. Pick up game. Pick up games, basically. Everything, that was a higher level of basketball. No mm-hmm. outside uh, distractions. Everybody focused on one goal. So, to me, that ring... It's probably even harder than any other one went after that because everybody yeah. was healthy, everybody was at a high level, and the Lakers won. It is what mm-hmm. it is. Like the Heat mm-hmm. and Lakers, they were the two best teams that year, and they got into the and they got to the uh the final. That's like it is what it is. I don't really understand this whole argument of like oh the bubble rings and all this stuff. I guess it's mm-hmm. fun to make memes and stuff, but again, if your team won it, you would definitely <laughs> validate it. Bubble blowers, bubble buddies, all that, but BS. Yeah, nonsense. Well, I mean, like Tyler Hero and the and, and the Miami Heat. Remember they were calling them like bubble guppies and stuff yep, like that. Yep, so. yep. Yo, people don't understand, man. Like, forget the notion about oh, they have much more time to heal and you know the injuries that they had before. Listen, when you take that much time off of basketball, it's hard to get back into the full shape and grind of things. And like you said before, 
playing at a high level at that too. Like it's not just easy to go on and turn it on at any point in time. It's not. So give credit to those who played and give credit to those who watched from the sidelines because that's what you did. Watch from the sidelines and watch other teams compete. And you're now trying to discredit the fact that this team, the Lakers, won the championship. And LeBron, of course, the GOAT title and everything, because he's in consideration for the GOAT, you want to discredit that. And you can't do that. You just can't. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. I well, Now, what I will say, though, is that the only argument that people have is just the atmosphere aspect of it. As in, it seemed like there wasn't any home or, like, away games for teams. Even though yeah. there technically was, they would change up the court and whatnot, but there wasn't the crowd aspect in there that could have played a role. But in my opinion, generally in the playoffs, the better team wins anyway, regardless of the playoff or like the atmosphere that's there. Cause it's not a one-off game like the NFL where like that really does matter. And like, in a like, let me, I'm just going to see what I'm saying. So in a series where it's the first game to four, the better team is usually going to win that. Like it's yeah. very rare. It's very rare that a upset happens in the NBA playoffs. Generally, the teams that are supposed to make it far, make it far in terms of the conference finals and the second round stuff. Like generally you don't really see lower seeds upsetting the bigger seeds that often. So to me, it didn't really matter like that anyways, if I'm being real. Now, if this was the NFL, I think that that would have played a much more uh, important role considering that it's a one-off game and that crowd can give you that extra boost and whatnot. So mm. what I think. But wait, so you would agree with that? Of course, of course. Okay, okay. You the know, crowd I'll... factor is a big factor, man. Anywhere, anytime is a big factor. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. No, I would definitely worry that you were gonna say that. Uh, yeah, it didn't count because since it was like your team that lost. Well, of course, no. Come on, now I'm not biased. I'm not biased. <laughs> like I think it, it's valid. People just want to discount it because of LeBron James, because of the bubble, because of the travel aspect, and they don't understand how much work that goes into playing basketball. Sometimes you don't. And neither do I, because I don't play basketball at a high level like these guys. But still, I can know from watching from the sidelines that these guys had trouble and a lot of hard work to try and win the championship, which they did. Got you. So, real quick, look, the KD News, you know, he requested that trade a few weeks ago. Well, actually, I think about like a month ago at this point. It's been like a very, like, it's been a, it's been a while since he requested it. Kind of seems like old news now. But uh, this past Monday, and I know that you talked about it the other day, but just kind of give me your thoughts on the Boston Celtics trying to acquire KD here. I mean, you know, like, I'm a Nets fan. Like, as you guys see, got this right here with me. Uh, it's, like, it's a weird one because I think that the Celtics, they have enough to get KD. I think, I think that they do. But mm. it's, are they willing to give up en enough to get him? Um, you know, yes. I think it's a bit weird to trade Kevin Durant to a team that's in that Atlantic uh, division with us and to also trade him to a team that last time we played basketball swept us with KD there. So, I mean, it's a bit weird, but depending on what they offer us, I wouldn't necessarily be mad at it. But go ahead. Tell me what you think, bro. Listen, man. First off, I want to say that KD, he does not want to work hard. He wants to go to a team that's going to win a championship easily. If you look at all the, the trade destinations, the Heat, the, the, the Suns, the Boston Celtics now, every team were this close to making the championship. And, you know, that's just my personal take. But, uh, you know, anyways, going on to the Celtics, this is by far the best trade offer right now. Better than the Suns, way better than the Heat. And it's funny because their first trade package, quote-unquote, with Jalen Brown and only Derek White was disrespectful. I didn't even see anything of the sort of first-round picks or anything like that. I could be wrong. But now I'm seeing Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, maybe Grant Williams, maybe Derek White, you never know, and a couple of first-rounders. 
I don't understand why this move's not being made right now. Like, if you want to win a championship right now for the Boston Celtics, you make this move. People keep on telling me Marcus Smart is that guy. I don't think he's top ten. I don't, I'm, he may not he's even not. be top fifteen. He's not yeah, exactly. He's not. He's a good but defender. But that he it. has, but the impact that he has on games, you'd say is top ten. Like, but as a player himself, I wouldn't say mm. that he's top ten in in terms of his position. No, but with his defense, and then on top of that, you know, you'd be losing like Brown and Grant Williams. I think that's a lot for them to be losing and still kind of compete because then. If Kevin Durant gets hurt, and then it's kind of just going to be Tatum and, and what, like Robert Williams there? So that's where I kind of can see where the Celtics might be hesitant on giving him up. But I'm not going to lie, bro. I don't think that the Nets want to trade Kevin Durant, period. I don't think they want to trade him. That's why the price for him is so crazy. Because I don't think that they necessarily want him to leave. I think that they want to run it back one season with Ben Simmons, Kyrie, and KD. I think that they want to give it a chance before they, they just blow it, like, all up. Um, mm. That's personally my beliefs. Um, now... I don't agree with your point, though, with Kevin Durant just kind of wants to get an easy ring. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think when he joined the Warriors, yes, um, you know, but Kevin Durant's only two, like, teams that he was preferred, well, that he preferred to go to or his top two were the Celtics weren't even mentioned, like, at first. But they, like, they, uh, they have inquired for him. He didn't put the Celtics up there, like, with the Suns or the Heat. Yeah. And both the Suns the and Heat. Yeah, and, and both the Suns and Heat, it still wouldn't be an easy title for him to win. I think that, like, that narrative that KD just wants to just win without really having to work for it is really kind of idiotic a little bit. I'm not I'm not going to lie. Uh, because any team that he joins, he'll be the best player, and he will be the difference on why you win a chip. Outside of when he joined the Warriors, even though he was their best player for those three seasons, they were already, a, a, a like, a, a championship team. The Suns are not a championship team. The Miami Heat are not a championship team. Uh, and, and neither are the Boston Celtics are not a championship team. Kevin Durant, that's what makes you a championship team. So, like, the narrative that he wants to just join and get an easy ring, it's not an easy ring because those teams are going to have to give up valuable assets to get him, which is going to kind of gut their roster that made them so good. And then he's going to have to carry you there because he will be the reason why you even make one because, as proven, you guys couldn't – or not just the Heat, but just – in like. In general, you guys couldn't make it without him. So, like, the narrative that he wants the easy ring is kind of weird to me. I'm not going to lie. Okay, we have about two minutes left. Um, So, he wanted to go to two first seeds in the East and West. Mm-hmm. That's one. Uh, Two, you said that the Suns, the Heat, were not championship teams last year? No, I'm saying, like, they're not. So, it's so the narrative is so people try to paint the narrative that it's the same when he joined Golden State, who won a championship in recent years. Oh, okay, okay. The Those Suns have not won a championship in a okay. I don't think ever or in like in a very long time. And the Miami Heat haven't won a championship in a very long time. So he can't necessarily go there and piggyback off of their success because okay, championship contender. Contender. Okay, contender. yes, that that's fair. But contender. the Suns and Heat finished in that number one seed and did what? The Heat were well. The Suns got the Suns got obliterated in Game Seven, and the mm-hmm. Heat were one shot away from the finals. Exactly. So they failed. Like you necessarily so, they failed. Yes, they failed. Yes, but they were so, close though. <laughs> so Kevin Durant is not trying to piggyback because again, this is not free agency where he can just join you guys with the team that you have like intact. All the like all the pieces there, like with the Warriors. If Kevin Durant, if the Heat or uh, Suns get KD you are going to lose a lot of pieces that made you the team that you were last season. That's just what it is. 
So it's not the same. But people try to spin it as if it's the same narrative. And that's kind of where I just see like the issue in that is that it's not the same as him joining like Golden State. Yeah, you're right. It's not because right, KD team. has no control where he gets traded to. The Nets, yeah. are, are, like they're gonna trade him to whoever offers him the best package, whether that's the Sacramento Kings or that's the Golden State Warriors. He, whoever, whoever offers the best package will get KD. He has no say. You're right. It's not the same, but it's similar in the sense that he wants to go to a team that is proven. We'll say that. Yeah. Well, but yes. but why shouldn't he? He's 30. That is, that is really proven. Huh? <laughs> you know, it's different. It's different from from um, let's say, for example, uh LeBron James. Oh, yeah. I guess for like Kawhi Leonard, I guess. Let's say he, he got traded to the Raptors. That okay. team was proven, but they weren't like contending for the championship. They were just a playoff team. You know, for Durant to go to uh, the Sens of the Miami Heat, these teams would be contenders with, with or without him, to be honest, at this point. But as it's, uh, it's, it's about how far they would go without Kevin Durant or with how him playing on the court, if that makes sense. So um, going back to this whole Celtics and Nets thing, like with regards to that trade happening, possibly, how would you feel about that? Like Marcus Smart coming, Grant Williams coming, and getting a guy like Jalen Brown possibly, or actually, in my opinion, they could do either or. They could probably send JT in the package and just keep Jalen Brown because these guys are kind of like similar in a, in a way for me. But what would you feel like uh, the Nets would do next season if this were to happen? Send Tatum? Yeah. Hell no, this one is not said in Tatum. Tatum is untouchable. They nah, are untouchable. he's not untouchable. Not Bro, me. I've never seen Tatum since he's been in the league brought up in any trade mocks or any discussions for trades. This is about Jalen Brown's second or third time. And since he's been in the league, kind of being rumored that, that the Celtics have him on the trading block. Tatum is not going anywhere. I would take Tatum. If, yo, if you offer us Tatum, I actually think that you could maybe don't have to give up as many players. You, you could probably just give up maybe like Tatum, Grant Williams, and like a, and like a couple of picks. Yeah. Like, yeah. But now Jalen Brown, I think he's a good player, mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I would take him, of course. You know, I think, you know, like he's uh, a good two-way player. You know, he's a bucket, and he and, and he plays very hard. Uh, And I would take a package of Brown, Smart, Grant. I'm not going to lie, bro. I want Robert Williams. You cannot get Robert Williams. You cannot get Robert Williams. So say what you gotta say, but you don't include Robert Robert Williams in the end of sentence. If Robert please. Williams is not included, then minimum two first round picks unprotected. Okay. And I don't want those picks to hit until 2027. Like I don't want your picks for next year and the year after that when you guys are gonna still be good. I want those picks like near 2030 when Tatum might not be the same, he or like he might not even be there, and Katie is not gonna even be playing anymore. That's what okay. I want those picks to kick in. So maybe I'll do something like that. Um, but uh, real quick, I do think that the Celtics and the Warriors have the best package to get Kevin Durant if they wanted him. And the yeah. Celtics package is a bit better because the players that we'd probably get are a bit more proven and still young. With the Warriors, the Warriors package is more exciting if you're interested in more so a long-term project because they, they can give you Poole, Wiggins, Kaminga, like uh James Wiseman, um yeah. uh like basically the whole young nucleus. basically, huh? Yeah, basically yeah. the whole young nucleus. Basically, and and like look, like that young core, let's be real, they want to chip, they're winners. Now they might have played like that big of a role, but they've been there in terms of they've seen the work that it takes to get there. So I mean, to me, that's not that bad, but in my opinion, the Celtics trade is better because you, you get better players back and it kind of puts you in a position to win now versus with the Warriors, you might might be positioned to win in like the future. And the thing mm -hmm. is, 
really quickly, the uh, Nets do not own any of their draft picks for about the next three, four seasons, the first round picks. So it's something crazy like that. The Rockets own it. So the Nets can't afford to tank. The Nets can't afford to suck because if you suck or tank, all that you're doing is giving the Houston Rockets a mm. high draft pick. Yeah. So the Nets have to be able to get back a trade package that, that lets them become a playoff team or even still be a championship contender. Mm. So that's, I think, why like the negotiations are so hard because the Nets know that if they don't get back a proper trade package for KD or Kyrie Irving, all that it does is just gets the Houston Rockets better. So, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that I don't think that KD's going anywhere though, bro. If I'm being real, I think that we will see KD on the Nets next season. I think that they're gonna, that they're going to just run it back for real. Like they're going to run it back. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. Yeah, but yeah, hey, man, yeah. what a great show! What a great yes, show! Yes, bro. yes, yes, guys, definitely make sure to leave a like on the video or leave a like on the podcast if you are listening to it uh, on MP3 on Spotify or Apple, available anywhere. Or if you're watching on YouTube, shout out to you guys. You guys see our handles right there, guys. So yes. you know, definitely go check them out. And we'll catch you guys on Friday. Another action-packed episode of Game Breakers. We are out.